Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, listener mail. My name is Robert Lamp. And I'm Joe McCormick, and it's Monday, the day of the week that we usually read back messages that you have sent into the show account. By the way, if you've never written in and you'd like to get in touch to share something interesting or with feedback on a recent episode, you can always contact us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Let's see, Rob, any business before we jump right in on these messages about uh, throwing? No business. Let's get right down to the business of listener mail. Okay, so this uh, is in response to our series on throwing behavior, uh, first in animals, and then we eventually talked about uh, throwing in humans. There were a couple of emails uh, from listeners Nabil and Marley on the subject of octopus throwing. Not octopuses throwing, but octopuses being thrown. Mm -hmm. So uh, first, Marley writes, Hi, Joe and Robert. I've been an avid listener since I was in high school, and your episodes on animals throwing objects was extremely interesting to me. It just so happens that I saw this video on my Reddit feed come up. It appears as if a seal or sea lion throws an octopus at a kayaking bystander. And then Marley includes a link to the video. He says, Hope you had a great holiday season, and I always look forward to more podcasts from you two when they appear in my feed. Sincerely, Marley. Uh, now, Rob, since Nabil's message also addresses this, should we save reaction till after we get through that part of uh, the next one? Yeah, let's do them both first. Okay, okay. Nabil also writes, Hi, Rob and Joe. When I saw the title of the podcast, Animals Throwing Things, appear in my podcast feed, one instance of this immediately came to mind. When you started a lengthy discussion about uh, octopuses, I was sure this example would come up, but it was not mentioned. <laughs> I was reminded of a video I'd seen a few years ago, which does involve an octopus, but as the throwee rather than the thrower. The animal doing the throwing is a seal. 
Why this video sticks with me is that the seal throws the octopus onto a human who was kayaking nearby, right onto his face. As far as I can remember, seals throw octopuses onto rocks to kill them before they eat them. The seal may have either mistaken the human in the kayak for some rocks, or just wanted to see if doing this would yield similar results. Seal of approval, I don't know if that's a pun, seal of approval for use of the scientific method. <laughs> Now, Rob, did you did you watch this video of the uh, the octopus slap on the kayaker? Yeah, yeah, it's it's quite impressive footage. Obviously, um, for me, anyway, it's kind of hard to really decide if what I'm looking at here is a is 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 a creature throwing an octopus or a creature intentionally throwing an octopus at a human. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think you would need more data before you could really figure out if they are throwing in general or throwing at. Also, I can't quite tell from the video if the octopus fully leaves the seal's mouth, if it is throwing the octopus at the kayaker or just kind of whacking the uh, kayaker with the octopus. Yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, I, I haven't looked particularly about seals and sea lions in, uh, when it comes to flinging prey. Uh, flinging prey, maybe there's, there's something to explore in a future uh, episode, because I know there are examples of, say, orca doing this in the wild. And, of course, in captivity, orca have been trained to fling human swimmers with the uh, aid of their tails, uh, though not with their uh, their mouths. Um, but uh, I also seem to recall having a dog when I was younger that would do this with, um, these are like moles or shrews or something that it would hunt up, dig up in the yard, and, and then it would sort of play with them. And I recall, and this could be a false recollection, but I recall something like the flinging of the creature. Well, yeah, we'll get to some more emails in a bit about dogs flinging things. I Again, that, that is a behavior I've observed in dogs, uh, not with live animals, but with uh, with like, a, you know, a puzzle box toy, you know, a toy that has treats inside. Mm. Kind of throwing oh, this, it this animal is not alive anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty dead. Anyway, going on with Nabil's message. Uh, Nabil writes, in similar animal on human with the use of other animals violence, I am reminded of this story, which is more in the realm of animals dropping things rather than strictly throwing them. According to legend, the Greek playwright Aeschylus met a tragic death. One day, an eagle that had caught a tortoise mistook Aeschylus's bald head for a shiny rock and accidentally killed the author by dropping the animal onto him. Apparently, it is normal for eagles to drop tortoises onto rocks to break open their hard shell and access the meat inside. Uh, thanks for the tireless work that goes into these podcasts. I enjoy the variation of topics covered and the varying aspects that are given to them. Regards, Nabil. Uh, well, thank you, Nabil. Uh, yeah, we, we've talked about this story about Aeschylus before. To be clear to everybody else, I don't know how much uh, credence historians generally put into that as like an event that actually happened. As you know, it, it probably is more likely a legend. Uh, but then again, who, who knows? I mean, it is true that certain predatory birds drop things from height, and we've talked about examples of that before. Uh, yeah, the, the lammergeier being one that uh, drops bones, for example. But let's keep this bird train moving with uh, an, another message. This one comes to us from Cheryl. Cheryl writes, hello from New Zealand. I have just started episode two of your series on animal throwing, and once again, I am amazed at how a concept that I've never really stopped to consider can be so in-depth and interesting. This is my first time writing into any podcast, but I wanted to share my own animal throwing story. 
My parents were driving over Arthur's Pass in the South Island of New Zealand and stopped at a rest area to take a break, stretch their legs a little, and look at the view. Kia, our native mountain parrots, frequent this area, and true to form, one quickly came over and started determinately trying to remove the rubber seals from around the car windows. What? My, <laughs> yes, I've, uh, I've, I've seen documentaries about these amazing birds before, and they're, yeah, they're highly intelligent. They often factor into studies of, of bird and, uh, or maybe not individual studies, but larger considerations of bird intelligence and tool use. And they can get into a little bit of mischief with their, uh, their curiosity. The rubber seals around the car windows, do they also unscrew the hinges on your doors? I think I saw a video of one like messing up some windshield wiper. I mean, it, you know, they're curious. They're like, what is that there for? I should take it out to examine. Brilliant. Uh, anyway, the, the, um, uh, Cheryl continues here. My mother waved her arms to shoo it off, but it quickly came back when she stopped. After several repetitions of this, the bird appeared to become annoyed, flew down to the ground and picked up a stone and hurled it at my mother. Whoa. Uh, laughing emoji. It only hit her on the ankle and she was not hurt at all. It just makes for a funny story about what looks very much like retaliatory throwing behavior from an animal. That's interesting. Kia are my absolute favorite native bird and are one of the most intelligent bird species in the world. They are said to be similar to some primates in intelligence, about the same as a four-year-old human child. While they certainly have a reputation for mischief and destruction of personal property, they are not generally aggressive towards people, and I have never heard of any other throwing stories. This does make me wonder where the bird learnt it from and whether it was a one-off. Hmm. Kia, according to the New Zealand Department of Conservation website, have been known to turn on the tap at a local campground, to use tools to set off stoat traps in order to get at the eggs, and to have locked a mountaineer inside a toilet. <laughs> One bird apparently learned that if it took a piece of firewood to a hiking hut every day and knocked on the door, it would receive a treat. Could one have learned to throw stones after seeing someone do it? I don't know, but it doesn't seem outside the bounds of possibility. However it came about, it wasn't successful in this instance because my mother still refused to let it dismantle the car. I hope you found this interesting. Keep up the good work. Your podcast often helps me to see things I thought of as quite mundane in a new and interesting light and also helps brighten my work commutes and dog walks. All the best, Cheryl. Oh, thank you, Cheryl. Uh, that is certainly what we strive to do. I'm glad to hear it's working for you. And uh, thank you so much. for This is a wonderful email. Yeah, yeah, I love I love accounts like this, uh, and and certainly to involve the the Kia in a standoff with your mother over the dismantling of the family automobile. This is fabulous. Now, when it locked a mountaineer in a toilet, it, I assume that's a uh, that that means in a bathroom. <laughs> yeah, though um, I'm trying to imagine. I guess some. I guess it's not a proper porta john uh, or porta potty mm. because you would need a some means of locking it from the outside, but uh, obviously there could be various examples of some sort of a public toilet scenario in which you can lock it, latch it, or a latch can be dropped into place from the outside. It must have been a scenario like that. I can't imagine the Kia installed a deadbolt or anything. I, I will have to learn more about the, uh, the, the bird toilet imprisoning incident. Yeah, these are fascinating creatures in general. Um, like I say, I've, I've watched documentaries about them before. Uh, it might be fun to, to, to look at them in the future. Oh. 
All right. This next message is from Renata, who writes, hi, Robin Joe. Well, at first you said you weren't going to talk about animals throwing things that were produced <laughs> by their body. So I thought poop throwing was off the table. But then you brought it up with chimpanzees, <laughs> uh, which is great because now I have an excuse to tell another embarrassing story about Ben. Uh, Renata, by the way, has written in a number of times before. I think Ben would be a reference to her partner uh, who has come up in previous emails. Apologies if I'm remembering that wrong. Um but so I think that is the, this listener's partner. Anyway, uh, she continues. We were in Borneo going on nature tours every day on a boat down a river. One day we see some macaques as we turn into a canal with a canopy of trees. At first, we were all delighted to see monkeys up close. Then, sure enough, the guide said maybe we should move away as the monkeys seemed agitated. Moments later, Ben said, um... I got hit with monkey poo <laughs> right in his lap. It was definitely thrown as we had moved enough away that we weren't directly under the monkeys. And also, I think it was aimed purposefully. Ben was, in fact, the largest male on the boat. Thankfully, one of the other tourists had moist wipes. Oh, this is horrifying. So I guess they're going to target the tallest person. That, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Renata continues with a second example here. Another animal that I saw doing a throwing-like behavior, similar to what you described with the mongoose, are platypuses. I wasn't able to find a video, but Ben and I saw it happen to some poor crayfish in a tank in Melbourne. Uh, the platypus seemed to be flinging the crayfish into rocks with incredible speed and force and then circled back to eat it. I'm not sure what part of their body the platypuses used to smash the crayfish. It all happened so fast. Platypuses would make a great episode or episodes unto themselves. Love the throwing episodes. Keep up the great work. Best, Renata. Oh, wow. That is interesting. Um, yeah, for some reason, one, or at least I tend not to think about platypuses being the sort of species that do interesting things because they are so intrinsically interesting themselves, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas it, it makes sense that, uh, that a less a specialized and more generalized um, uh, body plan would engage in, uh, in, a, in, in novel acts. This makes sense, though, because this would be another example of a, um, I was going to say a mammal, but is a platypus a mammal? I guess not. Is, is a platypus a marsupial or... I, I don't know. It's one of those <laughs> Australian animals. We just checked. I guess a platypus is, a, is an egg-laying mammal. So uh, sort of a, uh, I don't know, spanning categories. Um, an egg-laying mammal like a platypus, in, in the other case, it was a mongoose, but some mammal-like creature uh, throwing a, a prey species to get at the meat inside. In both cases here, it would be an animal with an exoskeleton. So in the other case, it was the mongoose throwing the millipede, which rolled up into a hard ball that the other animals couldn't get inside. And the crayfish, of course, is is armored. It's covered with the tough exoskeleton all over. Yeah. So in both of these cases, very interesting uh, examples uh, observed in the wild. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Rob, as the uh, the local host with allergies here, they sent you some of their nasal spray to treat your allergies. What was your experience like? Yeah, that's right. I always wrestle with the pollen a bit when it rolls in during the spring. So they sent me the little uh, nasal spray. I tried out the product and yeah, it sure did help me get on top of my symptoms for the day. And it's so fast acting. Uh, it was already kicking in before I left the house. 
Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription-strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can get Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then, through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. If you haven't heard of Visible, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 a month, every month. Taxes and fees included. Having a one-line plan means you only need you to save. No estranged roommates, exes, cousins twice removed, or AI-powered humanoid robots needed. And because $25 a month really means $25 a month, you can call, text, stream, whatever, as much as you want without worrying about getting dinged at the end of the month. No hidden fees, no surprises. No, really. It's like the old saying goes, you can't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. So spread the word. Tell all your friends there's a wireless company out there with transparency in their name, and they're called Visible. Start saving on wireless today at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. All right, here's another one. This one comes to us from uh, JJ, not our JJ. Um, uh, this JJ says, good morning, Joe and Rob. I enjoyed your four-part series on animals and people throwing, and I have my own anecdote to share. My family had a Shizu growing up. While she wasn't a particularly bright dog, she would display one specific type of throwing behavior. When the mood struck her, she would take her tennis ball and hike it between her legs, then run and retrieve it. Sometimes the ball would travel several feet behind her, but most of the time it would get slowed down by her long hair and wind up only inches behind her. Very comical to watch, as she never seemed to know exactly where the ball was after the hike. Nevertheless, she seemed to enjoy it immensely. R.I.P. Pepper. J.J. Aww. Now, this is just one of the messages we received that reminded us that in American football, the reverse granny shot is indeed called a hike, 
which I realize we should have known because they actually say it when they do it. They don't uh, yell out reverse <laughs> granny shot. They say hike. Shout out to listener Carlos, who also alerted us to this. He said, uh, "Yeah, he, I think he said in his message, you've both mentioned not being sports fans. True. <laughs> uh, guilty. Uh, and Carlos was like, I'm not really an American football player or watcher either, but I do know that when you throw a ball backwards between your legs, it is called a hike. So thanks, yeah, Carlos, yeah. and uh, and for this message by um, by JJ. Yeah, um, like it's it's in enough things that just refer to football and football culture that um, I should have remembered that. Okay, uh, on a similar subject about uh, dogs throwing, this is from Cody. Cody says, uh, I know this isn't throwing, but the recent series of podcasts reminded me about my dog. One day while working from home, I heard thudding. In checking, my dog had dropped his treat puzzle down the stairs. Not thinking much about it, I heard it again a few days later. After this, it made me curious. I put some more treats in the treat puzzle. He proceeded to take the treat puzzle up the stairs and drop it. As it fell down the stairs, the treats would fall out so he could then enjoy treats at his leisure. Thanks for your work. I enjoyed the podcast. Cody. Uh, very interesting. Uh, this is smart learned behavior by these dogs here. I mean, when there's a treat involved. I guess that's where the uh, the operant conditioning comes in, right? If there's an immediate food reward, again, the, you know, dogs can learn all kinds of things. <laughs> all right. Here's one that comes to us from Albert. Albert says, hi, Robert and Joe. In part two, I think you asked for any throwing mythology. I was surprised you did not remember the throw anything at Balder party, where believing nothing can hurt him, all the Norse gods amuse themselves by shooting and throwing all manner of things at Balder. Of course, Loki finds out that the lowly mistletoe did not swear to not hurt Balder. And thus, blind Hothar is tricked into hurling a mistletoe at Balder, killing him. That is a really mean trick, Loki. Yeah. Now, well, you know, it's this thing. Uh, in part three, you mentioned the suggestion that mothers cradled their babies with their left arm, which is closer to the heart. But this is a chicken and egg question. Did mothers cradle their babies? Therefore, the right arm became dominant to, to do all manners of work, including throwing to defend themselves. Or did mothers cradle their babies because they were right handed and wanted their dominant arm free for labor and defense? Thanks and keep up the great work. Albert. Uh, well, Albert, uh, thanks for the email first. To, to your second point about that uh, hypothesis from, I think the uh, researcher was William Calvin, who suggested that maybe uh, right-hand lateralization for throwing evolved because uh, mothers would be holding an infant in the left arm while trying to throw with the right. Uh, again, any hypothesis like that that's like very specific about how things like that evolve. It's really hard to prove something that specific is actually what happened. So it's, this is just sort of a, like a guess, sort of to play with in your mind. But I think at least Calvin's argument for why the the cradling in the left arm went first and the throwing in the right hand developed after that is because of the initial starting uh, fact that there is an asymmetrical placement of the heart in the chest. So according to that story, it would be that the babies were on the left side because they wanted to be closer to the soothing sound of the heartbeat. And then the right hand lateralization for throwing could develop from there rather than it being the other way around. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, now, on the on the mythology uh, point, uh, yeah, we didn't. I don't think we really did an exhaustive search for myths about throwing, but but certainly any more out there, keep them keep them coming. Um, I, I did a little looking around uh, after this email came in, and uh, I did run across something that I wasn't familiar with, 
And that's um, this bit from uh, ancient Greek tradition where chunking an apple at someone could be considered a, a seduction ploy, though not a marriage proposal as some memes and uh, sort of online factoids would seem to insist. Uh, there's an excellent blog post about this on Tales of Times Forgotten by Spencer McDaniel. I believe it's a 2019 blog post about chunking apples at your beloved. Um, so uh, go check that out if you're at all interested in this. Uh, but also, uh, d- don't throw apples at, at people that you're uh, romantically interested in. Leave that to the past. Maybe throw apple sauce. You know, that's not going to hurt anybody. Oh, no, I don't think that's bad. I mean, maybe that's less dangerous, but don't throw the applesauce. But it does, it kind of comes back to that, uh, that sort of cliche moment often from cinema that we did reference about throwing of the pebbles at the, the, the window. So I don't know. Uh, we, we didn't look into this, but I wonder how like throwing things factors into the, the history of human courtship. There are other interesting traditions out there that involve like trying to peg uh, somebody with a, with a rock or a pebble or a fruit. Okay, finally here we're going to do a message about Weird House Cinema. This is from Lawrence, subject line scanners slash danger man. Hey guys, I was listening to your Weird House Cinema episode on scanners and I was struck to hear one of you briefly trying to explain danger man to the other. Don't know if this is any help, but here goes. Danger Man was a British TV series that was shown in the U.S. under the alternate title Secret Agent. Its theme song, Secret Agent Man, was a top 40s hit in the U.S. in the 60s and 70s. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Uh, It starred Patrick McGowan as the titular secret agent, or I suppose the titular Danger Man, John Drake. Danger Man inspired the iconic 17-episode series The Prisoner, which was a sort of sequel to it. This gets me thinking. It's not cinema, strictly speaking, but maybe you could bend the rule a bit. The Prisoner would make for a great episode of Weird House Cinema. Thanks for the episode, Lawrence. Yeah, this um, um, this this was actually something I, I wasn't really all that um, clued into previously. Like I knew the song "Secret Agent Man," and I knew the TV series that we know as "Secret Agent Man" in the U.S. But I really wasn't aware of the whole connection to Danger Man and that Danger Man was Secret Agent Man, except in the original <laughs> UK broadcast. Uh huh. And then as, as I was looking it up, this gets a little more complicated, too, because there was also a uh, year 2000 TV series on UPN uh, titled Secret Agent Man that used a trip hop cover of the Johnny Rivers uh, hit Secret Agent Man, the, the song that we're talking about, as its theme song. But that show had nothing to do with Danger Man or The Prisoner. It just <laughs> used the same theme song. Oh, I got to look that up. Um, oh, I, I did. I'm not sure that there's much worth seeking out um, in this uh, UPN show from uh, from 2000. Oh, no, I, I meant think... the cover of Secret Agent Man. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, the cover might be pretty good. A trip-hop cover of Secret Agent Man. Anyway, the lead actor in it was in a bunch of Saw movies, so if you're oh. a, a big Saw fan, then, you, then it might be of interest. Was The Prisoner the TV show that had, a it had like, a killer ball, like a bouncy ball yep. that would attack? A big bouncy ball. I have to admit, The Prisoner is a show that I never did a dedicated viewing of. It would come on, I think, on A and E, like you know, in the afternoons sometimes, and I would I would watch an episode or part of an episode. But I don't think it's a series that really l- lends itself to that sort of viewing. I think you really have to get in there and watch it, and I never did. 
Well, yeah, if, if we ever break the TV barrier, I could be into checking that out. We've done made-for-TV movies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and this picture from uh, Patrick McGowan looks kind of like Roy Scheider in this one shot. <laughs> anyway, should we wrap it up there for today? I believe so. We'll go ahead and close the mailbag. But we have much more to discuss and to read, so we'll be back next Monday. Uh, so uh, certainly keep the messages coming. If you have thoughts on past episodes, present episodes, future episodes, uh, write in. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you know, responses to core episodes of Stuff to Blow Your Mind, which publish on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, other listener mail episodes on Mondays. Uh, episodes of The Monster Fact or Artifact on Wednesdays. Or, of course, episodes of Weird House Cinema, which publish on Fridays. I always love to hear from folks who uh, you know, saw these films uh, in the theater or on some uh, uh, you know, past uh, medium. Uh, we, we always like to, to, to hear from folks. So uh, whatever the, the topic happens to be, write in. Uh, and uh, perhaps we'll read your message on a future episode of Lister Mail. Big thanks to our audio producer, J.J. Posway. If you would like to get in touch with us with feedback on this episode or any other, to suggest a topic for the future, or just to say hello, you can email us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Stuff to Blow Your Mind is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.